Happy Wednesday, everyone. These have been coming less regularly this week as we're in the middle of vacation Bible school here at St. Paul. But um, as it's Wednesday, the middle of the week, let's take a look at the reading coming up for this coming Sunday, August 8th, which continues in John's Gospel in the sixth chapter, that Bread of Life discourse. Before we do, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word, your word that has been made flesh, as John tells us in his Gospel, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Help us always to grow in our faith of him so that we might evermore eat of the bread of his flesh and drink of the cup of his blood and never hunger and thirst again. For only in him are the words of everlasting life found. And we go to them to find you. Thank you for that, Lord. Amen. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him because he said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the father who sent me. And I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, as we have this uh, continuation here in John's Gospel, I think obviously there's a couple of themes that, that come through quite prominently. Let's talk about the one that for Lutherans maybe is the most, um, I don't want to say contentious because it isn't necessarily an active argument that's going on, but for Lutherans, of course, we look to Martin Luther. And uh, as much as it might seem on its face obvious that this is Jesus talking about himself uh, in terms of Holy Communion and the Eucharist, Luther had quite a different take on it. Um, Luther did not suspect, as most do, that here in John's Gospel, Jesus was talking about, um, you know, a Last Supper narrative or a Eucharistic narrative the way he does in the other Gospels. He didn't think that's what John was doing, simply reworking it in this way. He thought that Jesus's words, um, which are very much about bread and blood and body and, and things that we typically associate with the Eucharist, um, obviously draw on those same themes, but aren't necessarily talking about eating the, the body and blood of Christ through the bread and wine, but are actually talking more about faith. Um, and I think we see that perhaps um, maybe divided as Luther might have. You know, obviously Jesus talks about coming to him and, and believing in him, and these are all very faithful matters. Of course, others could say that, well, you come to the table, you come to receive the bread of life. Um, these are also an act of faith tied into communion. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily draw too big a line between these two things. But I think Luther rightly maybe focuses in on the fact that even when we talk about Eucharist um, or, or the sacrament of the altar or the sacrament of the font and baptism, 
no matter what we're talking about, they all stem from the word, uh, the word that gives us faith, the word that gives us Christ, um, who is the word made flesh. So, you know, maybe the line there isn't as, isn't as drawn starkly as, as Luther might have been prone to say, although I always try to keep in mind that when Luther was disagreeing with his contemporaries, some of them were trying to actually kill him. So <laughs> he could often get a little cantankerous, and I, I don't fault him for that. But but certainly, um, there are Eucharistic themes here that we can tie to as well. Um, and when we do come to the table, we do receive the bread of life, and we do drink of the body and blood of Jesus. And those are things that also very much require faith. So wrapped into all of this um, is faith indispensable from the act of what happens in the sacraments and the very things that we use for sacraments themselves. So wafer and wine and water and, and all of these things that we believe God works through in our lives as Christians, um, they are not a, a preceding part of, of the action that, that happens therein, but they require that God is working faith through us by the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and we know that, of course, um, we just simply cannot come to that faith on our own except by God's own help. So just gnaw on this today to use a very bad pastor pun, gnaw on it for the next couple of days as we continue in the Spread of Life series. And I will, of course, see you Sunday and we'll hear more and talk more about Jesus as bread of life. Until then, God bless.